Hello, this is Joseph and Train, and welcome to a new episode of Home of Sound. Home of Sound is the virtual and global home for any music lover to connect, learn, and engage with the electronic music community. We started the platform with this very podcast series to discover and share insights into the life, work, and tools of producers, DJs, VJs, promoters, label owners, playlist curators, and other creators. Since the global pandemic hit, we launched a series of online masterclasses with creators such as Ansom, Scalameria, Francois X, Swarm Intelligence, Freddy K, Face Fatal, VJ Martinovna, Malika Maria, Lag, BSK, Romek, Manny D, Arjun Bagale, and many, many more. If you're interested in the masterclasses, you can access any of them, also in bundles, on demand at www.homeofsound.co.uk. To say hi, connect with us, suggest new guests, leave feedback, and see what else we're up to, you can find us on Instagram at home underscore of underscore sound. And for all the other links, visit linktr.ee slash home underscore of underscore sound. And now, let's start with today's guest. Enjoy. <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, hi. To this chat with Mattia Trani. <laughs> hi. Hi. Hello. So, Mattia, welcome to Home Sound. It's a pleasure to speak with you. And to It's see a you. pleasure for me, guys. For, thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. So let me start with a, with a very simple question. If someone yeah. meets Mattia at a house party and they ask yeah. you, hey, who are you and what do you do in life? How would you yeah. answer? Uh, I think that I can answer in two ways. Uh, depends by the situation because maybe I have one humble, uh, okay, humble way to answer that I can say that I'm just a, a normal guy so passionate with the music. So I can say only that I'm just a guy with many tattoos, maybe, that uh, is here that enjoy music because uh, for me it's the first thing. The other way I can answer is that, um, is that maybe the professional way to answer. So to say that I'm a producer, I'm a label owner, and I work with music since many years. So yeah. depends by the situation. I mean, depends who asking me this thing. <laughs> yes, of course. And, and like, so you, you seem to be doing a lot of music and you also, as far as I see, you also play piano, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I started to, uh, I started to play piano when I was a child because my father was a big DJ in Italy. So he was a big DJ, but uh, he told me every time, Mattia, please um, study the music and learn uh, some serious, seriously stuff about music. So, mm -hmm. you know... Uh, try to understand and play an instrument. So there was a school when I was uh, 10 years and I decided to play piano because it was my favorite, uh, you know, instrument at the time. And is it now? I mean, I love guitar. I love uh, uh, flute or something else. But you know that maybe uh, keyboards and piano are important, you know, for, for you know, the range of the of the notes, uh, maybe it's the more easy to, it's more easy to understand piano, how is, uh, you know, the yeah. the things related in, in music in piano. Because you know that if you study, I know guitar and other stuff uh, for me is, is problem. I mean, like uh, I like to do music, I play with Logic in studio. And okay. for me it was difficult to, to understand and learn Ableton. 
So wow, it's okay. uh, it's subjective for other people, you know. Yeah. Yes. And so, you remember? No, yeah. Yeah. Good. No, I see. I can. I can say that. Um, I started when I was a child. Then I stopped for some years because yeah. uh, uh, I played. Um, you know, I understand how to do DJ because at that time yeah. when I was sixteen or seventeen. Uh, I understood that my father was really important as a DJ because before okay. I didn't know. So I said, uh, Dad, please uh, let me know about uh, how to do some things about the DJ world. So on that time, uh, I learned something about DJing and I stopped piano. Wow, okay. okay. So so basically you started doing music, uh, if I hear it correctly, uh, when you were 10 years old, right? When you were 10. Yeah, when I was 10, uh, I started classical music. So yeah. like Bach uh, or the old stuff, you know, yeah. but then when I was uh, 13, 14, I, I, had a, I had a rock band with wow. the, the covers of uh, heavy metal. So like uh, Iron Maiden, uh, you know, the, the rock stuff, really cool. Yeah. So I, I can say that I haven't been a big range about music. Because yeah. uh, I learned about rock music uh, in 15 years. I love the pop, for example. So I was really interested to, to understand things about uh, hip hop music in Italy, like Fabri Fibra, you know, Inoki. The old stuff. school hip hop. Yeah, the old school hip hop, yes, for sure. And uh, then uh, at 16, 17, I started to do public relations. Mm -hmm. So. As a PR for a club? Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. So that's why there was a change, you know, yeah. from um, the music that you listen to the music that you can dance, maybe. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and so you, you were doing it, you were a PR basically for people who, who don't know the concept that you were helping the promoter promote yeah. the night. Yeah, Got because it. at that time there wasn't Facebook or internet. There was the people that working around the city with the, you know, the, the, the flyers, the papers. It's a huge like, stack of flyers. Like. Yeah, so I started in that way to, you know, with my friends and say, you want to come to the club? Uh, there was a, a club called the Chalet delle Rose here in Bologna that they did uh, some house music like Eric Morillo or some old school stuff. Really yeah. cool. So I started from house music and not from techno. Wow. Maybe this is a, a cool info that people didn't know or don't know about. That's super interesting, and I have a theory on that. I'm going to ask you the question, but uh, yeah. Chalet delle Rose still exists? The club? No, no, no because no, I think it stopped at 2011, I think. I don't remember, and it still not exists, the club, because now there's some apartments or something like that. So, wow, okay. They yeah. went off, but I, so I have sad, a bro. It's, it's so sad. It's sad, no, to see the clubs that you, you grew Yeah, up. many clubs, bro. Because, for example, after that, uh, it was in winter because I'm from Bologna. But in the yeah. summer, I went to Riccione because I was born close to, close to Riccione in Cattolica. Okay. And there was a lot of clubs, at the, at the, you know, like Cocorico or Echo's Club. Uh, and I went every time in Echo's Club uh, and listened to some house music and big artists like Dave Morales, uh, or Tony Humphreys. So every summer I went to Riccione and I was a yeah. PR in that clubs, you know? Okay. So many, you know that many artists start, uh, you know, the career in that way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was the same for me. And it's interesting because I, I grew up in Italy as well. And I think 
what year was that when you started the being passionate about house music was 2003, four or uh, after? Um, I mean, my father was a disco music uh, DJ. So okay. when I was child, uh, I always at home listened to that type of music. So the records of the black music uh, or, you know, uh, big uh, bands like Artwin and Fire, really a lot of black music of the 70s, like the funk, the Philadelphia stuff. And then uh, I started to listen house music when I was, you know, like 13, 14. So I had the experience of heavy metal, but at the same time, I listened to music. <laughs> yes. It was a little bit confusing at that moment, but you know, that everything comes in your mind and you process every time and then you, yeah, you understand everything. And then it was, it was cool to, to listen to DJs, uh, you know, in the clubs. Because yeah. you can listen to music like house music or techno, but uh, to live, uh, to reach the, the sensation, the feelings about the, the stuff, the yeah. live, it's another type of thing. For sure. And it's, it's, it's something that is magic. Like, especially magic, when, yeah. bro. It's like magic. Exactly, bro. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, for people who don't know, maybe they, they don't know much about it, the Italian scene, but tech house, house music was huge in Italy. Like, especially yeah. early 2000 was a massive thing. Every yeah. decent club would play that kind of music. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Was they, very, did, very... they did many stuff for the other countries. Yeah. For example, the, the other day I was in a, in, a, in a cinema in Italy and they did a, a, a projection of the movie called The Disco Rhine that mm -hmm. uh, is 40 years of clubbing in Italy. Wow. So I think that we have a big country that music is so much important since the 60s. 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s, many clubs, man. Yeah. Many clubs, many music, many artists. Uh, we have a big history. We have Definitely. a huge history. I mean, Italy, yeah, we have musicians since uh, the beginning of time. Like, uh, yeah, and, all, and not only, I think, in, uh, in house music and techno, because, uh, for example, in jazz and other stuff, uh, also yeah. is, is even important. Classical music. Also, classical music, man. And also, to a certain extent, the hardcore music. I don't know how yeah. much. Yeah, we had. I was not so. I, I was not involved uh, a lot into hardcore music. But when I was starting to play techno and produce techno, uh, I learned something about. You, you know that yeah. hardcore was in the nineties in Cocorico and big clubs, uh, and I had two years, so it was impossible <laughs> for me to see live the situation. But there are many videos uh, and many. You know stories about yeah that stuff so it's important my uh, my recommend to the people is to understand everything so to explore every day everything about music from rock from funk from disco from house and to techno is really and then important it, yeah i absolutely agree and then you reinterpret your way you make up your own sound if you make music sure super important and and let me ask you a question that is relevant to this yeah, you you are a very prolific producer. You produce a lot of records. Uh, you have a lot of releases out. Uh, we're gonna talk a lot about your album, uh, your mm -hmm. latest album in a yeah. bit. But uh, uh, you have also a variety of um, of skills. Like you don't produce only one type, one style of music. You mm -hmm. vary a lot. Yeah. How much do you think your early experiences with house music, rock before, influence your music now? Uh, influence really a lot, I think, because. Um... As I told you, 
every stuff you listen, it's really important because you don't see maybe on that time in a few days, but you see in years, you know, because also to find your right sound is really difficult. As for me as yeah. producer, after many years of producing music, I didn't maybe find every time my right sound. But I yeah. think with this new album, I found it. But it's difficult, you know, every time, because if you are a producer like a musician, you like to do every type of stuff. So yeah, I have a, I have a project that is new funk, disco. I like to wow. produce hip hop. Uh, I like produce ambient stuff. Uh, and it's really, uh, you know, difficult to find the right way to concentrate everything in in a yeah. project so maybe you right. can find some alias or some stuff to separate it every stuff but it's difficult because if you publish a lot of music people maybe don't understand and they make confusion because you push every music every day you know yeah exactly and and i know you have a, another alias uh, yeah 051 destroyer which yeah. is uh, more that electro is more electro and unmasked uh, masked because yeah, I have yeah. a mask when I play with that, uh, with that alias. But I did only one gigs, and it, it's really difficult <laughs> to play with a mask, bro. Because you it, don't breathe. <laughs> it's really difficult. I use wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, zero five one destroyer was born some years ago, because uh, that the first time I produced a lot of Detroit music, because uh, you know my first uh, release was on the. 2012 on my label Pushmaster and yeah. was something like uh, Detroit uh, but dub techno because at that time was really an impact from that sound so I started from that sound but my sounds evolved to the Detroit stuff uh, uh, the real Detroit stuff because I love yeah. so much the American music uh, and you know the sound from the pioneers of Detroit like what is uh, underground resistance? Yes, exactly. So mm -hmm. at that time on Pushmaster, uh, I released some stuff by me, like uh, you know some Detroit remixes uh, of my Over the Future EP. So I was really connected with the with that with town. The, yeah, but after some times, uh, I decided to move in another way because uh, I understood that if you're not from Detroit uh, and maybe if you're not black uh, and if you were not born uh, in that city, yeah, you are not one of them, you know? Yeah. So I decided then to produce my electro stuff and my Detroit stuff, like Drexia stuff, okay? Like more, you know, uh, fast techno beats uh, with some electro influence like uh, DJ Stingray, I decided to have uh, only one project. Because if yeah. you are Mattia Trani and you produce techno, European techno, AC techno, rave, Detroit, it's really difficult, you know, to, as I told you before, to have, you know, one, also, one, also, one particular style. Of course, and also, like, I, I think people get confused and it's hard to for people to understand who you are. Also, when you get booked for a gig, yeah. if you are too diverse, like, people will be like, what the fuck, you know? What am I going to Yeah, play? because if, if if you want want to book you because you play Detroit music, but you arrive at the yeah. gig and you play, you know, rave at 140 BPM, like, regal stuff for nine times nine, people say, what the fuck you're yeah. doing, man? So that's why I that's why I decided to do the zero five one destroy beats 
because it's it's uh, it's important uh, to have everything cleared and yeah. to have for the people uh, you know a position and uh, you know the right way of the projects you know what yeah, i yeah. mean absolutely and the one question that is, that is interesting for me is uh, were you scared when you started the other alias uh, 051 destroyer that you know it would take you too much effort to, to then push out music under another alias or for you it was like uh, you know it's better this way because i focus on mafia trani now yes the second one the second option you say i mean um i love to do the stuff and depends in every time in a year for example if I, in a day i wake up and i want to do electro because maybe the week before i was in electro uh, party i can do it uh, but without any stress bro you know because uh i'm focused on mattia because right. uh, you know it's important the character of you if there's many you know impact of your music as mattia as i say okay maybe it's better to do music as mattia trani but i love to do everything so for yeah. example i have a project with zippo called midnight conversation that we do uh, funk music and we have an upcoming uh, uh, mini album so you know depends uh, you know depends man depends yeah. and i do every everything i do i try to do with no stress and with no rush so I did some stuff, for example, this uh, year as 051 Destroyer will, will be coming out, but you relax, you know? But I yeah. mean, there's no yeah. rush to do things uh, and say, okay, I need to push music, push music. Because in my opinion, I did many, many things this year. So I need to be a little bit careful, bro. <laughs> of course. And like, do, do you think that if you put out too much music, let's say, let's focus on Mattia Trani. If yeah. Mattia Trani, you release too much, I mean, actually, the question is, is there too much in your view? Uh, I think that this year I released too much. I'm honest because um, we live in a world that is really fast. So you need to be careful to everything what you do, because if you push so much things, uh, maybe some people lost, uh, you know, some music yeah. by you. And, you know, I did many things, you know, the album, uh, I did a collaboration uh, in a big major of Italy, Universal. I worked with uh, some rappers. Uh, so what was, was a big, uh, uh, you know, was a big goal for me because yeah, I, but in the same time, uh, if you push so many stuff, uh, it's difficult to promote it. It's difficult to, that maybe people understand what you're doing, but maybe people can say, okay, Matthias pooping so much stuff. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost, bro. I'm yeah. lost. Yeah, definitely. Make so, and what was it you on the on Universal with the rapper? Did you produce as Mattia Trani or it was a different uh, alias? Or you were the producer only, so you didn't feature? The the original production was for me because the okay. the the, um, the track is techno, is trance. Wow. So the track is called Vivere, has got some lyrics, and there's the featuring by Franchino, that is a big um, Italian star in trance music in the nineties. So for okay. me, was really amazing i was so i was so happy to do the thing because he's a legend so we did the, yeah you know i mean it's it's a mainstream track because there there are the lyrics uh, maybe people can say that the trapper called villa banks can be mainstream or commercial but you know that uh, the track is techno is trance so for me i didn't change the name because it's always me you know yeah yeah 
Okay, so I was, it's like to say an underground artist come into the, a major label with his sound. And for I, me, it's I, a goal. I, you know what I mean? Of course. I, I, I love that. And also, I, um, I think collaborations, especially when it's not the, exactly the same style, is even more interesting. Because then when yeah. you have two artists that would not necessarily do a back-to-back, -back, for example, would not necessarily collaborate and they come mm -hmm. together, yeah, then you have you have a new experiment. Is it like a, you're yeah. creating something very fresh and new, but connected with your music? Because, yeah, exactly. for example, if that music would be trap or hip hop, uh, in that case I can change because mm -hmm. it's not me. But for that case, that the truck was really techno, I say I I put my name because there, there's no problem for me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you seem to have collaborated with, uh, I dug into your discography and you worked yeah. with uh, Zadig, Donato Rossi, Kenishi, Ewoks, uh, on Oniva, Tionasa. Yeah. <laughs> Many, bro. Great Tionasa, Lizard, Mathesism. Do Many, you remember any specific collaboration that for you was, uh, for you was like a pleasure to work on? Any record that came out and, and it meant something very good for you? Uh, I think that the first, Stuff really cool that I was really honored to involve with was uh, the the first EP I told you on Pushmaster the over okay. the future Detroit remixes was really cool because uh, I worked with Cloud Young from Detroit and uh, Los Hermanos Gerald Mitchell is one of the the guys from uh, Galaxy to Galaxy the jazz project of Underground Resistance so at wow. that time it was like to you know if you play football it's like to work with Totti you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was a dream bro for me it was a dream I because uh, you know work with this musician because you're not you're they're not like uh, only DJs uh, they're really jazz musicians so when the first time I sent the track to Gerald, he told me, man, this track sir, reminds me our time in Underground Resistance. Amazing. So, so bro, when I received that, this type of answer, I say, okay, touch me. Is this, is this is real? <laughs> is this real? So yeah. then we come out with this Detroit remixes and it was really cool because the track was playing uh, in a um, movement festival in Detroit uh, and a lot of Detroit people uh, played that track and, you know, that vibe. It, it was really satisfying for me, really. Amazing, yeah, yeah, congrats. Really. So this been... one was, I can say this one was the first, uh, was the first type of approach uh, of the remixes with big artists and musicians uh, and it was really satisfying. But it's in the same time, uh, I love when a lot of, big artists and producer remix me because I like to see, um, you know, the way how they transform my music in a new track. So yeah, yeah. I, you didn't men mention it, uh, Juan Atkins uh, or DJ Singret, but I did a big EP called 313 Times many, wow. many years ago and they remixed me. Um, on the Night Tripper Records, it's a label of uh, Orlando Born. Wow, okay. So when I Amazing. saw, uh, you know, bro, Juan Atkins uh, is like, he's, he's a big legend of techno. He's the okay. originator. Yeah. He, he invented the, the techno music. So when you're in your curriculum, you have it's this amazing, type of like... collaboration, bro. It's like to say, okay, I did it, you know? Maybe I can I cannot work, but I did it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I did it, bro. 
And of course, yeah. also also DJ Singer that I respect a lot because his music is so much strange, mm-hmm. but it's so much genius at the same time. So very groovy. And th- tell me more about the the One Atkins collaboration. That I mean, for you, it seems to be like a very important person uh, music wise. How did it come about? Did you reach out to them? Yeah, the contact was from Orlando Vorne because I don't know Juan Atkins in person. So for that project, uh, they're working together. And I said, there's this artist called Mattia Trani that is coming out with this EP. Do you want to remix the EP? He accepted. Uh, so <laughs> I was really, really, really involved. But to be honest, yeah, when the same summer I went in Barcelona, in Barcelona for, uh, for Sonar, i saw in person one Atkins and uh, he didn't remember about me. <laughs> okay. It happens. So, it happens. It happens and I was a little bit frustrating about this and I was a little bit sad. So, yeah. you know, everything is not so happy and it's not so flower and sun. You know what I <laughs> So, yeah, but the important is the music. So if there's the music uh, and there's there's that remix of you it remains uh, you know forever yeah yeah of course and and it's still a collaboration and again like if for whatever reason you didn't remember there might be tons of reasons you might have worked with so many other artists that you can't remember everyone you maybe you i mean spoke. i can tell you maybe ben sims because they remixed my my first album it was called uh, the high-tech mission the remixes and i love that project because the the artwork of the project uh, is inspired by Tekken okay Tekken yeah, 2 so every <laughs> every every you know in the in the artwork uh, every character it's like yeah. in 8 bit like that Tekken 2 so wow. it was really cool to do that stuff uh, and for example Ben Sims was really cool because we played together a lot of stuff and when i went in um, In, Cat- in Catania, I think in Catania in a festival like two, three, no, I think four years ago, four or mm-hmm. five years ago. <laughs> Times really go fast, sorry. Uh, he played that remix. Uh, and as I told you that one Atkins at the first time didn't recognize me, was the same things, but <laughs> with the with Ben Sims. Uh, but he looks me and he say, ah, oh, Mattia, hi, hey, hi, I'm playing the remix. Uh, so was really cool. was really cool because uh, I love when they do the remix. Uh, it's like they, their type of art uh, with my music and they play it in, with, the, with the people. So yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, bro. And I miss so much this. Playing. Playing and also see DJs that playing your, yeah, your yeah. music. Yeah, exactly. Phase two was the festival because on Instagram we have a comment. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, so, so we're gonna yeah. gonna mention them. We're gonna give them a shout out. Fest, phase two festival. Yeah. And uh, oh, I have so many other questions that I want to ask you. Let me try. To yeah. Be Let's go, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so let, let's start from this one. Pushmaster Disc. Your yeah. record label. You started yeah. a label in 2012. Yeah. And your your first release was your music. So yeah, very bold and brave decision. Mm-hmm. Do you remember before starting a label? I have yeah. two questions. Do you remember any scary thoughts, any fears, anything that you were like, fuck, this is never going to work? Mm, bro, how you work with that? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question, but I can tell you that scarce and difficulties to doing things uh, 
and manage a label. Uh, there's at the start of the projects, uh, but it's still happening, you know, so scarce and a lot of uh, thinking. Uh, there's always because uh, I started with Pushmaster in 2012 because I want to express my music, uh, you know, mm-hmm. without any, you know, without uh, any people that manage, you know, because when you send the music to other label, maybe they can release your music, but it's not the same uh, as you release your music with your yeah. personal touch, with the artwork, to do everything by yourself. Of course, because but, you, don't have, you don't have control, you don't know how they handle it. Anything, you bro. Care, you know. Anything. That's why I started Pushmaster, and I started Pushmaster because uh, I wanted, uh, you know, this type of things, as I told you about uh, other artists that can work with me. Yes. And you can do it uh, if you have another label that you know, push your music. Because, for example, on 2012, uh, I wanted Marco Zenker as remixed. I wanted Thomas Sessler as remixed. And I did it as by myself. Yeah. Maybe it was, was more difficult to do it with other type of labels. And of course, because most of the labels didn't answer at that time. Of course. Yeah. And That's why somebody... we started the Your Own Label, because you yeah. have the complete control, you know? Yes, and then it takes more work, but it, then it's up to you to yeah. create what you want. Someone is saying, Mattia sent you faster, <laughs> which means, Mattia, you are the best, basically. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I love uh, the supporters and fans. They're so sweet. It, it, really and, it's sweet. Great, and it's great that actually, you know, seeing that the hard work of creating your own label pays off. It allows yeah. you to put music out uh, with freedom. You work with people you want to work with. And then you find an audience, someone who loves the music. Yeah, yeah, because I think that I was one of the first guys that did it. Because at that time, I remember in 2012, there weren't not a lot of labels like today, okay? So it was really, I can say, different times between now. Because also the sales of the records was different. In my opinion, was better at the start. Yeah. Okay, now I tell you a sad thing, but was better at the start because when you start a label, uh, you know, as, as the catalog number, uh, you know, now I did like uh, 30 vinyls, 30 records. And after and after in years, people maybe miss your music okay. because I told you that you release a lot. Maybe you can be more famous. So uh, you release in other labels. And if you release in other labels, uh, maybe... The people is concentrated of your name, your name, and not of your label. So yeah. it's really difficult in years to uh, find the right way that people can follow your music and, and every release. You know, yeah. so it was was better at the start because the first EP was sold out in 20 days, the second in 15 days. Now it's more difficult because maybe the sold of the vinyls is not like uh, years ago and uh, people lost your catalog. Uh, so yeah. it was different, but I mean, I like that time and like this time, you know, I try to be positive every time, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the other interesting thing for me is also that you release other artists on your label. And Yeah, sure. Because as I told yeah. you that um, Pushmaster was my label, but was an open community. So the original idea was to start with me, but to open with other artists. So the work with the 
the re- the job of the of the label owner is to find new new artists. It's like a talent scout, you know. Yes. So because the third EP of Pushmaster was Hilary Cante, that is really big, famous artist, and it was cool because if one of the artists like Hilary Cante asks to you to do a release, it's really big goal. So for yeah. me, it was a really big goal. But after time. I started to produce other artists like Miles Serge or find new people like the 90 Process, like Hadon mm. and Julia Muller, and they are big, big now. They are famous. So I'm really yeah. happy, you know? Or like uh, Adia that released on Trip label of Nina Kravitz. So yeah. I can say that I'm a good scout, bro. <laughs> Definitely. And, and so, so let, let's let's let me ask you two things. One is uh, Ilario Licante. He was yeah. maybe the first uh, big artist on your label, established yeah. artist. Sure. How did you develop a relationship with him? Did he reach out? Um, he reached out to you. Yes, and I was a big fan of his music because, uh, as I told you, that at the start I was a, a PR. Yeah. Uh, I remember that on 2007 or 2008, uh, I was starting to play music as a DJ. Okay, and Ilario uh, was really famous at that time uh, with uh, his music with uh, Vacaciones Sensile. Was a huge, big huge hit, a huge hit, a huge track. So when I went to the clubs, uh, I was a really big fan of Ilario as a clubber, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you know that I'm son of my father, so people know me as All son right. of my father, but not as Mattia as a DJ. So yeah. after many years, uh, I started to do things, and blah, blah, blah. And then Hilario saw that uh, I started this label and told me, hey, Mattia, what are you uh, Are you releasing some stuff? Because uh, I have a demo really cool. Uh, check it. And I say, Hilario Alicante is sending music to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So like in mm, 14 days, uh, we released the, the, the stuff. We decided right. to do the things. We we planning the remix. It, it was Rod and Marcus Sukut, and we did it. So it Rod. was really, yeah, it was really. I I can say everything clear, you know. Yeah. So it was so cool. So he releases three EPs. The second one was uh, with remixes of Rolando and Skaj. Wow. So as you can see, in four or five releases, Pushmaster was huge, you know, because there yeah. were bigger remixes at that time. And yeah. then we started to make music uh, and I received a lot of demos uh, and the catalog number, you know, went it well and, and I increased and I arrived at 30 releases. So for me, it's like a big goal, bro. It's a big goal. It, it is huge. And it, essentially for, for you being an independent uh, label owner, it's a lot of work that goes into yeah. it. In yeah, uh, yeah. taking care of every single thing, like for people who, who maybe never started a label, like, Guys, it's a lot of work. So, and I can tell you that at the start uh, it was more easy because if you are not famous, uh, you can concentrate with your label. It was more difficult uh, when the catalog number increased because uh, if you've been more famous, uh, maybe you concentrate maybe for you as your own music, as Mattia Trani, as to send music to more big labels, and maybe it's more difficult to manage, uh, you know, as label owner. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. lots That's of people mean. like big DJs pay maybe a and there or type of you know Somebody assistant supports. assistant. Yeah, yeah, of course. So and I they... didn't, I didn't because 
you know, it's like to do stuff only by yourself. I like to do stuff by me. But I understand that time that maybe I can search someone that can help me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And maybe at some point you will. Who knows, yeah. right? And who was, uh, if I asked you like a couple of uh, artists that you discovered that were not that big, not like Larry Alicante or the Sukut, uh, mm -hmm. who comes to mind? Who were a couple of artists that you find a way to discover it and then release on your label? I can say you maybe 90 Process or Adia, they are coming. I mean, they're becoming famous now, but mm -hmm. how can you say that uh, one artist is famous or not? It's difficult to, you it, know? Yeah, it's that maybe, I, I guess, the, um, not, not famous, but you can say someone who is up and coming, who's never released before, who doesn't have many releases uh, in their discography, and someone who has a huge release that everybody knows about. So Hilary Kant already had established their name, right? Uh -huh. And then with 90 Process, for example, you found them or? Yeah, I found them because uh, Julian was one of my friends that we played together in Berlin at Trezor Club. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and he started this project with Hadon together. And he told me, we are starting this project, this trance. Do you want to listen some stuff? Maybe you can light it. Bro, I listened to the stuff uh, and in 10 minutes I said, guys, the stuff is incredible. If you want, you have a release. So wow. as a label owner, I'm like that. I like to say, you know, I like your music if I believe in your music. Yeah. Yeah, I produce the vinyl. I release your music. So that's yeah. why I always, I don't, I don't like to to put only my stuff. I try to be, you know, to put my stuff, uh, sometimes to put uh, uh, new upcomers, because for example, in Pushmaster, the new releases, uh, I did two vanilla clear, okay? That is called pattern, pattern one and pattern two. And they are music that people, that I just only like the music, like Grienko, there's a big, he's a cool artist in Italy, really underground. Adia, the first uh, the first track was in a various artist. Wu one 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 is from Italy. Also, Matasism come release uh, with this pattern. So I try every time to, you know, to focus Fine. on music, bro. To focus on music and not to the big names. That, right, that, I like the big names, but you know, music is it's important for me. Yeah, and and when you think about now, now you've been. In doing the label for a while and making your own music like it. Do you have any new artists that you just discovered by underground up and coming artists that you're listening to at the moment? Anyone that comes to mind? Bro, to be honest, at the moment, I'm only focusing my album. <laughs> I'm a little bit selfish now, but I yeah. can say that this project is really important. So at the moment I'm focused on this because I, I like to concentrate the things uh, when they, they're coming, you know? In live in a live way so yeah. i will maybe for for example the situation now is really chaos so we don't know how to do it gigs uh, you know push music but for sure yeah. this this summer i will listen music people is continue to to send me music and i'll always listen you know what i mean yeah yeah it makes sense and i think it's a good segue for us to talk about the album yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> so Oh wow! Okay, you have the copy. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so this is Scenery LP. This is your latest album, right? Yeah. 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 
and it's your yeah. second second album huh? so yeah you already had done an album before which is the one you mentioned before high tech Mission. yeah high tech Mission. yeah yeah In 2016 bro and it it's so that's super interesting because going from one album to the other how much has changed in your production approach in the way you think about the tracks and in your music really a lot i think because you know that um it's a process to to making music so if you start in a way maybe you arrive in another way so scenery i can say that it's more powerful it's more mm -hmm. warehouse techno it's more acid the it's more impact okay right. because um high tech mission was a concept album between space travels okay yeah so and it was connected uh, with the Detroit stuff. So, mm -hmm. for example, the way how to produce music was changed because at that time I was a fetish, uh, fetishista. Uh, fetishist, fetishist. fetishist uh, about the hardware and machines. So I used only the original machines. Uh, but in years, uh, I, changed, I changed my opinion. For example, now I use machines, but for example, I use the computer. Mm -hmm. yeah. But... If you use machines, it, it, it doesn't matter because the sounds of the machine is so clear, it's so raw, but at the same time, you, ne you need to have more powerful sound. For the powerful sound, you need to use more plugins, more stuff that increase the type of the sound and you hear, because for example, if you hear the two albums, there's so much difference because the first album, has not got the impact of this album because the, this album is so powerful, dynamic. You yeah. listen in a big sound system and you say, wow. The other one was more conceptual, but the sound of this album for me is another stuff. It's another way in yeah. better, I think. I think in better. But, but because, you know, that artists uh, evolve. evolving, increase, you know, transform. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Someone on Instagram around the club is saying amazing three LP album, Mafia. Thank you. Thank you around the club. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, super interesting. So I I want to ask you also something about the, the moment in history when you launched the, the album. But first of all, I listened to the entire album when I was mm -hmm. looking for how to prepare for this interview. And yeah. it's a very diverse album. You have a lot yeah. of stuff that is not just monothematic. You have techno, of course. You have some stuff that I would define as jungle, drum and bass. You have more sure. electro stuff. Sure. You have ravey tunes, super energetic. Sure. With also collaborations with Yonasa, of course. Ah, uh, yeah, as I told you, yeah. Alia, yes. Why every, every time I, every time we're talking about Yonasa, uh, you love why? Yeah, <laughs> because Yonasa is uh, a great is your, person. Yeah. But he's your friend. Huh? We we met actually. We had him on the show. We had okay. it was uh, I think we had it on the show at the beginning of lockdown, so when basically one year ago. Okay. And uh, I don't remember how we we came across him. I believe he he found one of us music, maybe Tate Feed, Alessandro, mm -hmm. and, and then we're like, we need to reach out to him. We need to interview him, and he was fucking amazing. Like he's <laughs> great. Like and consider that, for example, I want to tell you about this story that the track we did with Teonaza, uh was a collaboration that was born because i saw that video on of the reviews of the of the track so when i published the uh, nakba with zadig 
Yeah. He, he did a video on Instagram, you know, with the gun, uh, like uh, after yeah, my yeah. gun. Uh, <laughs> and it was crazy. And I said, what the fuck is this guy, bro? And I said, mm-hmm. this guy is crazy. But in the same time, I heard his voice and I said, oh, this voice is so deep, you know? Like, uh, y- yeah, but pound. yeah, super low, you know? Yeah. So I say, maybe this guy can can sing in my song. Because as I told you that I work with major or, you know, big labels. And as I study music, I like also the pop music. So sometimes I try to do the music with the lyrics or some things that can maybe... Because I have a lot of friends that listen to my music and I say, okay, your music is cool, but it's (laughs) music that I dance all in race. Maybe it was cool to listen something with some lyrics. So that's why... I try to do a jungle track uh, with the lyrics. I yeah. mean, he's not singing and he's not a singer, but it's... It looks like he's announcing something. It's like speaking. Yeah, it's, not, it's speaking. So yeah. I like to do something different. And for this album, I did it with collaboration, we some lyrics that. to, you know, to, to, to say some story for the people. For example, I'm, I'm a big fan of the video games. So, so the idea was to do... Uh, a track, so jungle in this case, but with the sound of the video games because uh, there are samples of uh, all the stuff, uh, video game stuff. The sounds you listen in video games are the sample of uh, Gran Turismo 2. Okay, wow. <laughs> it's, they, they are the sound of the menu when you choose the machine. It, <laughs> and it's no, crazy. That, that, that's the track video game. Yeah, yeah it's a different yeah. track. It's only video one. Yeah. And of that track, and I say, okay, in this track, I want someone that maybe can tell a story about the video games of the 90s and i said maybe tio is the right guy and we did so you know i didn't know him in person because there was the lockdown so we reached by instagram but it's cool because for every person comes in a story and a connection you know yes yeah and uh I think Theo is amazing. I think he's gonna go places uh, yeah. because he's very authentic and very unique. Like you know, when, when exactly, you bro. listen to what, yeah. what he does, uh, it's his music and not just Instagram and everything. Like it's Yonasa, you know, it's sure. no one else. Sure. Uh, and now he's growing up, so I'm really happy about you. Yeah, know? yeah. You uh, some Rakid, Rakids. Yeah, a few months ago. Not yeah, bad. I mean, no. Very so, good. Um, going back to your question, uh, I can say that. Um, the work of scenery is to find uh, more type of music together, but connected in a good way. So for me, producing an album is, I tell in every interview, is like to, to tell a story to the people. So I don't like to put only dance floor track, okay? For this yeah. album, I put more dance floor track uh, uh, than I take mission. But in the album, also, you can hear an intro, an outro that is really electronic music. So like ambient stuff, uh, you know, for the same, for the, the second track called uh, Endless Optimism that I really loved. It's so much dreamy, uh, not so, so techno. So there's in the album like a climax that comes mm-hmm. then comes down with the, the maybe malinconic jungle stuff with the liquid, they call the liquid jungle music, and then comes techno again, and then finish, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like to wave, 
it's yeah. like to, to the wave of the sea, you know. Yeah. Did, did you? I think you managed to tell a very good story, and uh, the thank you. <laughs> having, uh, no, it's absolutely true in my view, and and despite like you have a lot of like you can call them generic, but you kept your style. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you, because uh, I tried to uh, to in develop my 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 Detroit stuff uh, in a more European way. Mm. So I um, in a technician it was it was like a, a tree bot for Detroit music scenery is like to um, not a tribute, but it's it's the years that I spend in music, in festival, in something that I lived. So yeah. that's something that you can um, listen in the festival, like big tunes like the Art Groove Era or uh, Biologic Horror. There are big, uh, big tracks. Uh, but at the same time, I like to put something that people can listen in the car or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and do you do you have something in mind that is different from doing an EP? Like when you were thinking about the album and the tracks, were mm -hmm. you thinking about, for example, the audience to mm -hmm. be listening to the album at home compared to a club, or you didn't really think about where people will listen to your music? I think both, bro. Both. Because uh, you have the decision, so you can listen the big tracks into the festivals, but at the same time. If you listen all the album, maybe that you are doing a travel into another city with your car, you can listen, you know, from the start to the end, uh, the story about the album. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. It, it makes a lot of sense also because the album gives you more space to do that, right? So compared to an EP where you have less space, less tracks, in the album I mean, you go wider. Uh, I mean, for example, when I do EPs uh, or single stuff uh, i like to push only techno <laughs> i'm honest because uh, you know uh, you know the system about music now is something like uh, you push big music that the other djs play in festivals uh, you know it's like a system they're running but for an album is different so I can tell you, I maybe, for example, uh, ambient music or electronic music is difficult for me for pushing in a, in a single EP. So maybe I can put only uh, one jungle track as the last track of the EP. In oh, fact, was, was, was really, uh, yeah, like an outro. In fact, was really cool because I remember, I don't remember the time, but um, I did an EP with Starak, Steve Rachmand. That it's yeah. called the time struggle, and the last track is uh, is drum and bass. Mm. So there was a feedback by a DJ that I don't remember. They say it's cool that type of stuff. That the last track is <laughs> it, it's drum and bass. So the new ultra track are like drum and bass, and That's I was lagging cool. because it's it's fun. So yeah, yeah I like to put mm, lot of big stuff uh, in single EPs, uh, but I like also to push an album with a story with ambient tracks that can maybe people can relax you yeah. know or other type of feelings maybe it can scare i don't know which type of feeling is for every people but something different or change every time you know yes 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 and is there any particular track of the album that you think represents you and your music uh hmm, difficult question i think that new art group era is uh, the type <laughs> yeah. is the type of music I want to play. 
because uh, it's like uh, the newer groove era, as the title says. It's like yeah. the the old groove music uh, by Gaetano Parisi or Marco Carola stuff. Uh, I love that the music from Naples. Yeah, but it's something like new school. Okay, so it's groovy. It's like house, but it's like techno. There are some chart inside. So also, I'm big fan of the new rave songs of the other artists, the France guys. I like Emily Lance. A lot of stuffs of the nine times nine. But our groove era for me, it's more classy style. You know what I mean? More like Detroit, but you know, in a way that people can dance. But also, I love the rave stuff because the biological horror for me is like a big, you know, a rave track that you can listen at Awakenings or a big festival. So I like yeah. to, you know, involve some type of things. Yeah, I, I love newer groovy era because it's, uh, I mean, it's fast, groovy, very energetic. I, I prefer that style to the big rave stuff at the moment because it's a bit more, uh, maybe, you would say fine, it'd be more uh, not in your face. The sounds are not so bright, not in your face, mm -hmm. but really, really cool stuff. And sure. And also, for example, I told you Endless Optimism is a track that I love because it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, a song that you can listen in a film uh, in a movie or in an anime manga, you know, or in a video game. So the idea about this album, uh, it's something that it's like the future, you know what I say? A, a future realistic, maybe dystopian, something like maybe Cyberpunk 2077, something like uh, cyberpunk uh, landscapes uh, or something like, uh, you know, future with robotics, uh, you know what I mean? And a track of Endless Optimism is really cool for that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, it's futuristic. It, it, In uh, fact, one of my biggest dreams for the future maybe is to do something for the video games, maybe some music for I don't know, but I like it. I, I'm gonna ask you a question about, yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question about video games in a second, but uh, okay, just conclude on the album. Uh, um, you launched it during the pandemic, which is fucking painful, right? Because uh, <laughs> difficult. It's a three record album, three LFPs that need to be printed in a printing facility. And it's much harder to promote it. People probably buy less records. You don't uh, connect that to gigs. You're going to do like a tour to showcase the album. What do you do differently in launching this album during the pandemic? Uh, bro, to be honest, the album was produced before the pandemic. Okay. So it was produced in many years, but finished uh, in 2019, 2012. Uh, it was really difficult in the pandemic time to program, you know, the, the way how to pro to, to promoting the album. Uh, because, for example, in this album, I did many things uh, like the official videos. So yeah. it was difficult at that time to understand how to work the things, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, it was difficult also even because uh, if there are not festivals and DJs are not playing, uh, it's difficult that uh, people understand the impact of the album like in the old times. Yeah. Because, for example, mm -hmm. uh, I was talking about with a guy some weeks ago in Italy about Biarchi, for example, uh, mm -hmm. the artist that I love, that there was the, the record called I Wanna Go Bang, you remember? 
of course yeah. lot of lot of summer pieces. record uh, yeah exactly exactly it was a big tune that a lot of DJs played but this big hype inside the, you know the music is also for the fans not only for the for people that works in music so if the, there are not the events uh, people can't understand that that DJ maybe play I want to go bang then Nina Kravitz play when I want to go bang the people start to say okay maybe this this record is coming out something is happened you know yeah. it's like to live you know the music uh, in that way if we stay at home bro it's really difficult because people maybe listen it but it's not the same stuff uh, maybe people they are, they're not the good way, you know, to listen to the music. So that, that was the problem, I think, of the pandemic. Uh, you know, it was to, like, to change, you know, the idea of the people. And also, a lot of artists uh, push the music. So if there are a lot of music, it's difficult for the people to understand and to take some time for your album, okay? Yeah, it's, it's like to say, if, if an artist send me the music... Uh, and send me an album uh, for an album, bro. I mean, uh, it's like four or five days to listen an album. It's not like one hour and skip and skip and skip and that's enough. No, bro. But you know that in these difficult times, uh, everything is really fast. So mm. people lost some things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, of course. And hopefully we're going to go back to enjoying music live with other people very soon. I hope so, bro, because yeah. it's essential. It's essential for this. It's essential not only for uh, for us that play, but also for the fans that maybe can receive some in infos in the minds about music. Yeah, you know, it, it is essential. And like and like we were saying when you were talking about um, you going to house clubs, uh, like listening yeah. to house music, it's so, so enjoyable to be there, like sharing the same experience with other people. And now. Sure, we are home. Yeah, sure, <laughs> bro. Exactly, yeah. bro. But uh, I'm gonna ask you a question on video games. But uh, guys yeah. who are listening, if you have any questions from Mattia, type them in the chat. Type here if you have a question, guys. Please, uh, Mattia. In the meantime, let me ask you. Yeah, I, I also read in a bunch of interviews you, you love video games. Yeah, <laughs> tell us one video game you could never live without. Give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> Did you recognize him? Mario Kart. This yes. is Mario Kart. Yes, is it? Wow. Yeah. I love the I love I love the Nintendo stuff. When I was a yeah. child, I was a big uh, fan of Pokemon and Mario Kart, uh, and I'm still playing Mario Kart and really big. So I'm really strong in Mario Kart because I do the tournaments. Yeah, wow. <laughs> two two years ago, I won a tournament of Mario Kart. Wow. <laughs> really? I'm a gamer. I'm a fucking nerd, bro. So <laughs> That's amazing. So I remember I had Nintendo 64, 64. Amazing, bro. Yeah, that was the, the start of the year. The start of the, start of the, the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. yeah, but also I love to play FIFA. I love soccer. Also, I, I like to play Mortal Kombat, uh, Tekken. Uh, so I love to play every type of video game. I also like uh, Warzone of uh, war games. Uh, but after months and months to play, at the moment, uh, I try to, you know, to leave the 
the life and yeah. not stay every time to the games, you know? Yeah, and of course, because it's easy to get sucked in. But I love games. So, for example, I played Cyberpunk this winter and it was so cool. In two days, I finished the game, bro, in two days. Is it a long game? So it's like an adventure game? It's, it's really long game, bro. Wow. <laughs> so if I like some things, uh, I'm really addicted then. And I like to, you know, to finish. I told you a story. When I was in, uh, in Istanbul, I played there in Turkey. And uh, I played on Saturday, but uh, I come back in Italy on Tuesday. Yeah. And um, I had a Game Boy with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I finished the Pokemon Red in uh, one day uh, in the hotel. So, wow. in the room. So, you know, bro. I mean, yeah. When, when you were, <laughs> when you were <laughs> in, in another country, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally addictive uh, when you play video games and it's enjoyable. You just play for hours. Yeah, bro. Because con- also, video games connect people. So, yeah. like music, you know? Like music, and it's a huge, especially like when you are stuck at home for the pandemic, and it's nice to play with someone else on the other side of the world. Yeah, and also I like to play video games with my friends because I like to play with with myself. But you know that they are the party that you can play as yourself in your television, okay? And the people yeah. are at home, and you can talk with them, uh, you know, on on the headphone. But yeah. in my opinion, I prefer to stay live with the people and they play together you know or talking yeah. about together i don't like to stay every time with the headphone you know it's yeah. stressful bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's too similar to producing music <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and uh, we have a question from the audience uh, when are you going to release the first release with zippo if you have any dates in mind uh i think it's coming out on august or september because uh, there were some problems uh, on the pressing plant because the pressing plant of berlin of and it was burned you know there was a oh. uh, yeah 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 there was a, like an incident inside crazy bro. <laughs> wow so everything is coming uh, really slow but we will release uh, after the i think at, at the end of the summer it's a yeah. mini album so it's only one one vinyl but with eight tracks inside well, but, so it's on Pushmaster? No, 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 no. We have a, okay. it's another type of project, bro. It's called Midnight Conversation because I was born on the 28th of June. Yeah. <laughs> and Zippo was born on the 29th of June. No way. So you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You share yeah. Like a so Midnight nights. Conversation, it's exactly, you know, the connection Amazing. between the two days, you know? 28th of June. So you just, your birthday was basically a week ago, week yeah, and a half ago. Yeah, exactly. Wow. 29th. Yeah. Next yeah. year, 30, and I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it it's coming. Is. But I, I'm, this, this EP is coming out, and it's really cool because it's uh, something like jazz, uh, something like house music, but uh, that type of uh, UK house, uh, uh, jazzy UK house. Uh, so there are a lot of really cool tracks. There's uh, a track uh, with the, uh, uh, a group of Italy called the Capo Fortuna that they are really cool uh, with the flute, uh, you know, with the, the guitar, really nice music. Wow. And I, 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 lo- I, love, I love this type of music because, uh, for example, I like techno and it's my life techno, mm-hmm. but it's not like to play the real music. So that type of music I told you that I play when I was a child, 
I can yeah. play it, uh, and I really can play the keyboards, you know, I can really express in music. Okay. Yeah. And Zippo is a great artist as well, also, who knows a lot about music. Uh, Did you invite him uh, for Home of Sound? Not yet, but I mean, we, we know him. So we, we already said that we're going to have a shot at some point. He, he lives in Berlin he, and I'm he, in Berlin now. So, right, so you must me. do it because uh, he's yeah. a great artist uh, and also a great person. So I recommend yeah, yeah. you uh, the great person. Oh, thank yeah? you. Yes, I, I, I got the chance to meet with, with, uh, with just a few times. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because cool. uh, maybe a lot of artists uh, are not uh, super people. So if one artist is a great ar uh, artist, but a great person that can tell you something different, you know, something more, you know, deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Deep and also then more enjoyable to speak with people who are nice. Exactly, bro. Yeah, exactly. And it's very nice. Shout out to Zippo. <laughs> and Do it, bro. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on our list. Because yeah. it's, it's a guy like me that loves uh, all type of music. Yeah, yeah. So it's and cool when you, when you talk to people that can understand everything about music. From jazz to techno to hip hop to house, that's really important. Yeah, it is. Yes. And another question uh, um, from the audience. I'm trying to. Yes. Okay. Are you taking demos for Pushmasters? Like, can people send you stuff? For sure. Yes. They found the the, the mail on on the page. It's called Pushmaster Rack uh, at gmail.com. So they can. Some music and I answer every time. Amazing. I, yeah. We're going to also put in the show notes for people who want to see the mm -hmm. email. Sure. And, and if the people want to send me his music, it's info at mattiatrani.com. I always listen music. Wow. Uh, thank you. It's, you uh, know, every, every label owner or every artist must do it for me. It's like to, it's like a religion, you know? If you have a yeah. label, you must to listen to the music for the, of the people. Because yes. you can find something good. And also, if I have time, there are a lot of, of my supporters and fans that send me the music. And I, I say to them, if the, the track works or if not, if there's something uh, that can work or, or if not. Not a lot of people do it, but I like to do it because I love my fans and supporters. So it's important for me. Ah, thank you for doing that. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that because it, as you said, it's not, not everybody does it. And, uh... and it's crazy because uh, like the last year that was the pandemic was so crazy that people didn't stand and didn't answer every time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's crazy because we were a lot of people at home, but People were so slow, you know, to answer. Yeah. And it was crazy for me. I say, what the fuck? What are you doing in the, in the morning? Yeah. How, how can it's possible that you're not, uh, you know, answering? I, I, I don't know. know. Nobody will know. <laughs> Nobody will know. I, I think maybe the answer is that people were, were very depressed. Like I certainly was depressed, for example. Like when, when you feel like, you know, your purpose going out to clubs doesn't exist. It's very hard for you to even to work. You know, mm -hmm. you need to make an effort to work. And yeah, it was a mess last year <laughs> for a lot of us. It's, it's crazy because, uh, you know, the system is changed. The world is changing. So a lot of people working from home. Uh, and it's not like years ago that people were, you know, really fast uh, and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, uh, you stay at home. Uh, 
but you are so slow and maybe you are not professional like years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. In my opinion, as my opinion, as for me, I try to be always the same. Yeah. You know, I know that sometimes people are playing uh, or doing some stuff or, you know, travel. So it's difficult to to answer, Mm -hmm. but I try every time. And thank you for doing that. Uh, I, uh, on behalf of people who, who send you send music, it's very important to do that. Yeah. Very good. And there's another question. Do you have any tips for producers who get stuck, who don't find inspiration? They, they are stuck with the inspiration. I mean, I have many inspiration, man. So uh, I have inspiration in every type of music, mm-hmm. I can say. But also when I travel or when I see people, also yeah. talking with you now is, is inspiration for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Uh, talking with people that, that uh, listen to the, the stories about life uh, is inspiration mm-hmm. for me. Also playing a video game is inspiration for me. To watching a movie is an inspiration for me. Uh, so it's everything and nothing. You know, yeah. this type of answer, because I have many inspiration in music, bro. I can tell you how many are. <laughs> so yeah. it, it seems you find inspiration by doing something or exposing yourself to something. And then you find your inspiration in things that happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, uh, some days ago, I watching a movie and I saw maybe some photos or videos about Cocorico of the 90s and makes me inspiration maybe this week to do a trans track, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember the time. If I watching, uh, you know, a concert in a TV by, I don't know, Herbie Hancock or some jet stuff, uh, maybe I can sit on the piano and I try to play something and make, I make music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... That, that, that's great uh, that you you never exhaust your i try to 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 take energy you know yeah. the energy is so much important very true i really agree and um i'll ask you a question it might be related uh what does success and satisfaction in life mean for mattia um i think that a satisfied thing or satisfaction for me is live with the music so mm. as you know, it's my dream music. I was born in a musical family. So, you know, do the things and live with the music is the, you know, is the goal for me. So in fact, there are some moments that are maybe depressed or sad because we don't work since uh, uh, 17th months. So, you know what I mean? It's like that you start, uh, you are nobody, you find the right way, you are growing up, People like to start to following you. You are doing a lot of gigs uh, and at the same time uh, <laughs> arrive the pandemic uh, and you don't play. Okay, maybe you can play at home or with friends or can you can produce. But the money that you receive by the gigs are not the same things about the production. So yeah, that's it's really difficult because the situation is terrible, man. I mean, if they're not resolved the problem... Uh, I can tell you that I need to find a regular job, but something like that, you know, and I'm not the same. I'm not the only one, you know, I'm 
everybody who makes music full time it's in the same shitty situation unfortunately so it's like to say you you follow a dream like to live with the music and now you miss something and it's really painful yeah. bro really Very painful i feel for you and i i see totally wish like this is going to be like transitory and we're going to start seeing the light and I, and be able to plan in the next months because that's the other yeah. big problem is like not knowing when if when, when where why <laughs> many questions bro many questions and we don't know anything because as yeah. you see some in italy the situation is terrible because we are not open since months uh, and people as is staying uh, you know in the squares uh, or doing a lot of things uh, but the club are closed so I don't know, man. I don't know. I just want to live with the music, with the, my dream. I want to continue this dream. You know what I mean? So this is the, the thing that I stay good and I stay happy. And without this really painful, as I told you. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah, big up for uh, releasing the album anyways. And just keep pushing forward because it's important also to send a message to people who are Maybe I'd be looking at might be looking at you as an example of someone who is doing whatever they, they can to make music. It's 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 a great thing, right? I think that if you believe in something, you need to go ahead every time. I can understand that people maybe lost some money, uh, lost some energies, but the way how you believe in something is the most important thing. And I did it, for example, in the album because. The original idea was to publish it on the 2020, but yeah, I postponed because, uh, you know, it was like to kill myself to publish it in on 2020 because I said maybe in 2021 I can do maybe a tour because you know that I play with machines. So I like to, you know, to, yeah. to, to going live with this album, uh, to express my music with my people. But it's still missing, so it's really difficult. But I mean, I like to do it. Uh, I did it, uh, and it's okay for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. And it's important to keep doing that uh, for as much as we can. To yeah, do the stuff that we can do. I I love that. Um, for sure. And last couple of questions. Uh, we're gonna yeah. do a rapid series of questions before we wrap up. Um, who is a guest that you think we should really speak with, and why? Deepo, of course, it's on our Deepo, of course. Uh, I suggest you maybe Adia, that uh, is a really cool girl, and also she's a singer, so that maybe wow. she can tell you something about maybe singer or something about music. Mm -hmm. But also, um, there are many artists, bro. I don't know. Uh, like Indira Paganotto is a cool artist from Spain. Mm -hmm that is releasing some cool stuff. So okay. maybe, and also she's playing a lot in travel around the world. So really cool. I'm going to check them now. Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. And also Theo, you did it. So other artists, uh, maybe Hadon or Julian Mueller, I love their type of stuff that they're cool. Also, MRD is really good artist that played really cool music. He's releasing really big stuff. Uh, also, Matazism is a cool artist, bro. There are many, many talents, yeah. bro. 
yeah but yeah. I, I i i took your suggestions and i'm writing them down so i have them in uh, our there are so uh, for example there's an artist called nima in italy in italy yeah. that is really cool that is releasing uh, some cool stuff in his label so there are many bro many also adiel is my friend from italy that maybe alessia is cool yeah. so many bro i don't want to say one name and another that maybe people say you did you didn't say my name <laughs> <laughs> no, no. but it's it's just like you know the, the, your favorite artist is as from my part i can say zippo because yeah, zippo yeah. i can tell you that can give you uh you know big concept in um in, a, in, a, in the interview very cool i'm gonna check them all out thank you and uh this is a traditional question for almost sound which is uh, what question would you like us to ask the next guest without knowing who they're going to be it's really difficult this one but i can say maybe two is like that uh, uh what is the first feeling if you think about music mm. And okay. the second one could be uh, uh, what do you think when you wake up in the morning? But it's so <laughs> commercial, maybe. Oh, no, no, but it's okay. but it's but it's cool, baby, because every people maybe think about some different things. So yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it, it's pretty fun, man. Uh, and as you might imagine, we have. You want my answer about the second question? Is like uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> well, like, yeah, for sure. Nice. And and I'm gonna ask you questions from previous guests. Mm. The um, how important is for an artist to care about who the their audience wants versus what they what the artist wants? Who work the what the audience? Uh, sorry, how important is for an artist to yeah. play and make music about, uh, you know, based on what the, their audience wants them to do? Ah, exactly. okay. If your audience okay, really okay. wants you to do banging techno, how yeah, important yeah. is to do that? Uh, to be honest, uh, it's crazy because it's important, but it's not. I mean, uh, if you release some big stuff, maybe you can... Uh, think about th that it's so big, but maybe it's not. Because if you uh, at, the, at the same time release something more underground, it's so much appreciated and more maybe than the, the mainstream music. So I think the right key is to, to change. Sometimes you did it and sometimes you did more underground stuff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the right way is to do what you think in that moment. So if you like to do ambient techno, you can do it. You can do it also ravey stuff, maybe more mainstream, and maybe you can involve together, maybe and release together. It, yeah. And it's like that I did in the album, you know, because exactly. there were some tunes that I say, okay, I want these big tunes played by big DJs in a festival. But at the same time, I say, no, I want to rap to to tell a story, so I need more uh, you know ambient tracks but also for example jungle business shit that is a really big jungle tracks i don't know who how many djs they will play because mm. jungle uh, yeah djs play jungle but not, not a lot okay not, so not many yeah but i did i i i wanted to to 
to make a really seriously jungle tracks. And for example, that jungle tracks, the people played. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it not depends every time to say, okay, I want to do this uh, and it happens, you know? Yeah. But it's a really cool question. It has to be from uh, from your, your heart. And uh, I'll give you another bonus question. Mm. If you were not doing music eh, yeah. or electronic music, what would you be doing in life? As job another or? Job. Yes, another job. <laughs> uh, but if I am like a, like a sport or something like a, a regular job. Any, anything you want. But it, not nothing with music. Um, in sport, I like to, I love golf. So I was like, uh, to be a professional golfer was a dream because uh, you, <laughs> if you win the tournaments, you have a lot of money and you are okay in your life. <laughs> yeah. Another type of thing I do that maybe yeah. people don't know that really um, love to... Uh, how is it called uh, in English? Doppiatore? Uh, dubber. Uh, dubber. Dubber. So I would, I would like to be a dubber of uh, uh, animes or cartoons. Very cool. Because uh, I, like, uh, I like dubbers a lot. Yeah. Italian, du Italian dubbers are really great. Maybe so, the best in the world. I don't know, but really good. good I think so. But yeah. maybe to dub some stuff like uh, cartoons or the animes that I love will be really cool. But also I can tell you maybe, I don't know, to, to be a professional drawing manga or an author of manga or something like that. Uh, or, you know, a programmer of video games. There are many stuff, Rob. I mean, <laughs> the video I, game think, be I think now I, I, need to, I need to think about it because uh, if the situation remains the same, bro, I don't know if with music, uh, it's a, it's a good future. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, but, no. You know, the people know that it's really difficult at the moment. So it's for example, exactly. tomorrow I will go in Rome to protest. Yeah. About the situation. So yeah. Shout out for people who are going to Rome tomorrow to protest and, and try yeah. to solve the situation with the, yeah. I will be there. So if the people wants to stay with us, it's really important because we need to stay together. And yeah. in that time, if I think that if you protest uh, in a good way, maybe the government uh, reach out about, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It's very important to manifest our... Ideas. I don't know that people don't stay at home and don't do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to, to have, you know, the... Let your voice heard, be heard. Yeah, let your voice heard. Yes. Exactly, bro. It's and on that note, so let's, I'm going to ask you the very last question. Uh, the last one? Really? Yes, How much awesome. we did for the interview? I think we are doing, uh, we're doing okay. We're doing one hour and something. It felt less. One hour and 20. Perfect. It's yeah. the right time of the interview, right? I think it's the right time. Yes, exactly. Perfect. And I wanted to end like in a, in a, on a good note. So I wanted to ask you anything professionally, like, you know, music wise or otherwise, the, any projects, releases, uh, gigs, uh, performances that you're personally really looking forward to? Something that mm. makes you happy. Um, in techno, I think I really want to come back in Tbilisi, in Georgia, oh, yeah. because uh, I played there in a kiddie club and it was one of the best experiences I did in my life. So yeah. definitely. 
but also in the same time uh, i would like to play in ibiza yeah because uh, i never played there i played only for mentera with ilario uh, many years ago and uh, of course uh, i really want to come back to berlin to come back in bergheim but also not to play to you know enjoy to, live, to enjoy the situation as clubber it's so much important man it's so much inspiring so yeah. and also i can tell you here in italy that i love cocorico is my best favorite oh, yeah. club so for me i hope it comes back uh, and i hope to play with the pyramid that is an experience unique man yeah you will get there i'm sure i'm uh, i can see that so. yeah yeah it's yeah. coming back in october maybe reopens but let's see about delta blah 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 and covid let's yeah. see this shit uh, i hope this shit happen anyway um other stuff what do you say only about experience that i want to anything even like it is beyond music anything that you are anything. looking forward to looking forward to of my yeah. music of you, yeah, for you for you of, yes for, so you mean maybe upcoming releases or something yeah projects releases um After this album, I decided to have a little bit stop because uh, I, I gave all of myself inside this project. So I hope I come back to play and, you know, maybe go on holidays. Yeah. But, uh, I'm starting to think about the remixes of the album because, uh, as I told you, that maybe many artists uh, uh, inspired me. Mm -hmm. I like that to have the remixes of this big project because I want to see and to listen how they are the feelings, you know, of uh, their approach of my music. So I will publish, I think, at the end of the year with the, with the, the remix. Mm -hmm. And I want big names inside. So friends uh, and people that I really respect really a lot. And I will yeah. start this summer to organize everything and will be not too easy. For I sure. Know, I'm sure. So, and also, for example, I want to do something different. I mean, not so different because it's like to do something that a lot of people doing like a contest. But I want a contest of a remix of the album. So I will put a track and the parts and I want to listen the remix of Unknown People. And yes. if someone do a good remix, I will publish. Amazing. On, so on the on the on the label uh, with the good with the great names. So I think this type of thing it's really inspired for the people. Yeah, for sure. And once you have that out, once you announce it, we're gonna reshare it uh, across. Yeah. See what answer. Because we did uh, the, the announcement we, we do now. So you are okay. the first that know this thing. I will do. I will do a contest. I think at the end of the summer that I will decide. Uh, before I I will send the parts to the DJs, you know, to the big names, and then you know if something they decide the type of tracks, if remains something that can be cool to be remixed, I will prepare the parts, share, and uh, let's see what the people can do. Amazing! I'm really looking forward to that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, for sure we're gonna reach it in our network, and I think people are gonna be very excited. There's Tom Hayes that is saying. Yes. Yeah. Valentina yeah, yeah. is saying just love. Uh, Mattia, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. You. Really, it was really a pleasure. So, thank thanks you. for having me, bro.
Our Thank pleasure. You. Our pleasure. And thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, thanks, guys. See you Thank next you. time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Ciao, everyone. Hello. This is Joseph again. If you made it this far into the podcast, we would love to hear your feedback and you can leave any comments anonymously or with your name and also suggest whom we should interview next via the link bit.ly slash hos underscore feedback. Basically, bit.ly hos underscore feedback. If you are a creator or work in music, you can also check our website www.homeofsound.co.uk for on-demand masterclasses with creators such as Ansom, Scaramaria, Francois X, Swarm Intelligence, Freddy K, Face Fatal, BJ Martinovna, Malika Maria, Lag, BSK, Romek, Manidi, Arjun Bagale, and many, many more. And again, thank you for listening, engaging, and being with us home. Until next time.